0: Welcome
1: to
0: 30 minutes with Carrie and
1: Karen. Hello. Welcome back to 30 minutes. It's November, which is also November, which I think is a great opportunity to chat about men's health. And interestingly enough, we've also noticed Movember was originally about raising awareness for prostate cancer for men. We've noticed that it's recently transitioned to also focusing on mental health as well, which, as you know, is a topic Karen and I are both very passionate about. But of course, as usual, before we get into our discussion, we are trying a new tea today from Karen, which was from her trip in Hong Kong. Right? Yeah. Cool. Yes. Let's try this tea. It smells really promising.
0: I like it. Yeah. So it was called blue Blueberry Ceylon tea, which when I saw it, I was like, oh, that sounds very interesting. Like I wonder what it would taste like. And now trying it, like it, it is good. I think it tastes pretty good. I actually find the blueberry pretty subtle, oh. um,
1: like like I I like I find like the black tea base like very strong, mm-hmm. um, and then there's like this like subtle hint of like tartness, which comes from that blueberry flavor, mm. um, but I, I I do like it. I don't know if it's something I drink on a daily basis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I I do like it. Yeah, it's well, one of the, the better best. teas we've. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I really miss? Ooh. Your peach tea. Mm-hmm. The peach oolong.
0: Mm-hmm. Bring, that next, more. bring that next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have an unopened pack at home. Oh, I want a new pack. <laughs>
1: Just kidding. So would you recommend this to other people?
0: I would. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like it would be to someone who likes... More
1: strong tea, yeah, that was one thing we found is like the 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 tea bag is really tiny, mm-hmm. but it actually it's like the tea is super dark, like it's really, really strong, I don't know how they made it so potent, but it's actually really impressive, yeah, okay, well, I would give it like a like an eight out of ten,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, maybe seven eight, I'm cool. in between seven eight, so cool, yeah, so. Karen, has your brother or Stanley have have they been growing a stash during Movember? <laughs> well, I think Stanley usually doesn't. Like he, he likes to be pretty like clean shaven, so he definitely hasn't mm. been doing anything for Movember. Um, it's interesting because my brother, I think he's more like Lazy. (laughs) That's why he doesn't shave. But we actually had like a family dinner for my mom's birthday, and he knew that like my mom likes it when he shaves, and has been like talking about like, oh, he never shaved. So I think he finally shaved, and then he kind of made a joke about how like, oh, you know, it's November, but here I am shaving. So I think he tried, and it's gone now. But I haven't seen him since dinner, so I don't know if he's been trying to grow it back. Mm. What about you? Has your brother? think so not not that
1: i recall like like i i sometimes catch like um a little bit of like a fuzz mm-hmm. but it's gone very quick mm-hmm. so which is how i personally like it but um you know it's raising awareness so i've i've i don't know I'd, admittedly like i haven't seen too many mustaches around i guess also because it's covid yeah but you know even in the office like i've or, like, even in downtown, like, I, I work downtown now, and I just, like, I know people are wearing masks and stuff, mm-hmm. but even the people that I have seen outside that don't wear masks, like, I haven't really seen mm. anyone sporting a mustache, per se. Right, right. I think there's, like, maybe a couple people at our office, mm. but I don't know, it just, it doesn't seem as um apparent this, this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. so, mm. yeah, anyways, either or, I'm really glad that this is trending you know like this mental health aspect um and Movember is raising awareness for all the health related conditions including mental health and I think just like for me you know like and and I guess also for you Karen like it's mental health is something we hold near and dear to our hearts Mm -hmm. and I think for me I see the struggle so much with men right like I think the most unfortunate part is that they like as in the men don't really quite understand it themselves like the the idea of like how to express emotion or even fathom the idea of how to do that it's it's so foreign to them because their whole lives they've been taught to quote unquote be a man you know I do this in air quotes Mm -hmm. about things which you know apparently it, it means being tough and by being tough it means suppressing your feelings and not showing emotion um, not shedding a tear because that makes you look weak and make makes you look sensitive about things. And you know, I just think it's like a really unfortunate thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to talk a bit about our perspective or like how this comes from an Asian cultural standpoint because I personally feel the idea of mental health just, simply doesn't exist right. Like I, I you know I'm I'm not too um closely aligned with what's going on in like Asia right now I haven't been back in a while but I feel like it's still not a topic that is very much talked about or even brought up like in, in like today you mm-hmm. know whereas in North America it's it's more of a thing um but I know like definitely in my household like it didn't really exist and Kind of not so much still. Like I, I think like when my brother and I talk, you know, I know sometimes he gets really closed up about things, and I think that's partially due to upbringing, but I think it's also just like, like the culture, right? Like it's it's ingrained in us. Um, like just crying or showing any sort of emotion is is weak, and I think I've personally been like, like re- really trying to encourage my brother to open up and you know remind him like it is okay to feel these things and explain why he might feel this way or or why he does feel uncomfortable to talk about these things because like how these things have just been ingrained in us from like a very young age Mm -hmm. to now so I've, I've, I've been trying to encourage him to open up. And even with my dad, right? Like Karen, you know, like he's been experiencing some health issues, which is unfortunate. Um, but I think he he might be going through some like depression right now too. And I've been trying to help my dad be a little more open about his emotions, and and he's surprisingly been more open about that stuff, which is yes, there's it is surprising to me, but like in a really nice way yeah. that it's like. Like, my dad just used to be, like, the most stubborn man in the world, like, just had this really stoic, like, hard-ass kind of front, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's nice to see that he's, I don't know if it just comes with the old age or because he is feeling, like, more, I don't know, like, unhappy these days, but I find that he's softening and, like, opening up, and it makes me feel, like, a little better that, that we can talk about these things, mm-hmm. even if a very small amount right mm-hmm. now you know but Karen like I'm curious like do you find that similar in your household or even with extended family
0: yeah no I I think yeah I I definitely agree in general it's like I think first of all like in the Asian culture it's I think we've mentioned this before in the past but how you know men are always like more favored you know they prefer like the sun Mm. and so I think from that it's it's they're taught at a young age like you know, we are giving you kind of everything that we have so that you can go and take what we give you and flourish and do greater, better things. You know, I think it's, it comes from that where it's like, you know, you have to uh, be independent, be strong, you know, like be the household, like the lead of the household, you know, the man and and all these things that they're taught. And so how I feel is that, you know, at a young age, rather than pushing them to do all these things I think it's letting them or like giving them the guidance and letting them know like you know hey you can feel emotions like you don't need to completely disconnect to yourself from your feelings and and not being told oh if you cry or if you feel sad or anxious like that's a a girly thing or like a feminine Mm -hmm. you know emotion to feel like rather than doing that um But no, I definitely agree that in my in my family, too, like I think my brother was always, um, you know, kept to himself. And and I like on the other hand, I was like crying or like expressing how I felt, Um, you know, even like when my parents were divorced. And I like I, I remember crying all the time. And then I kind of look at my brother and he just seems fine. You know, I know he did like Kung Fu and stuff. So maybe like he let it out. Like you know during classes or you know through violence or 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 whatnot, which is that like cultural norm that's given like, oh, you know, if you do feel these emotions, go be aggressive or go be violent about it or like fight and win, but you like you you know like I think like letting it out that way, and it's definitely different compared to like how how i I dealt with it mhm, yeah, I
1: that's something like I have heard is just like channeling that negative energy or anger Mm -hmm. into something more like apparently it's something that should like drive your goal to do better Mm -hmm. apparently right like I don't feel it's the healthiest way like I've I've gone through that personally before like channeling that negative energy but it came with a lot of negative thoughts Mm -hmm. like in a very vengeful way rather than like inspiring or like positive you know but I do find it's like oh like what is there to be mad about what is there to be sad about just go do better Mm. right it's like what are you crying about like you know like like, like it was very dismissive yeah right and yeah yeah, like I think that was just the norm in Asian culture at least Mm -hmm. like at least for me and I think some like guy friends that I know from an Asian background like it was very similar and I think quite a few men that I've met that are Asian like I just find them like a little more like quiet Mm -hmm. like introverted and like there's obviously nothing wrong with that at all but Mm -hmm. I think there is some influence to why they are like more like kept to themselves when it does come to feelings and emotions and and that right yeah I'm I'm curious like because I I I know Stanley does something related um in in his profession Mm -hmm. right to do with mental health like I'm curious if there's some perspective that
0: he has on on the whole topic. He recently started his new job, which is like telemedicine, but f- specifically for psychiatry. So he deals with um, more patients that do have mental health concerns, or you know, that mm. come to him. And so it was quite interesting because when I asked him, he was like, "Oh, well, I think I have you know a a, a different like more biased population perspective because." The patients that I see, whether male or female, have already accepted that mm. they need help. You know, like I do feel depressed or anxious. And so I need to seek guidance and help and get medication for the concern that I have. He kind of mentioned in general, he's noticed that there's like a, a score, like a, t- a test that you do to score how you feel. And he did say that most of the time, the the male patients that he has tend to underscore. And it's maybe due to like stigma or like the question is asked in a certain way where they they feel, oh no, that doesn't apply to me. Typically, he notices that when men do, like how, how they display their feelings of anxiety or depression, you know, they do say like, I'm starting to feel like a lack of energy at work and motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of just ended off, like when I asked him, Stanley was just like, yeah, you know, I think it's just so important for people to realize that, you know, or specifically men, like if they can take like blood pressure medication for high blood pressure, you know, they can take antidepressants because it's just a medication, right? It's just your body telling you, hey, I feel a certain way. I just need you to help me, like, you know, like help me deal with the way I'm feeling right so but it's it shouldn't be something that's like gendered like oh only females need to take antidepressants and men don't or if men do then that makes you less of a man or you know I think Mm. so that's how he kind of feels and yeah
1: yeah. no that's that's a good point because I I do I, I know part of the struggle is like when men feel that way like it's not okay like like that's just like the societal standards that have been set up mm-hmm. right and and that's why it's just apparently so awful for a guy to to admit any sort of negative feeling or um sadness or struggles because it's like you know it's like like this is obviously not just Asian culture it's mm-hmm. like in North America too it's like oh like you're such a girl like man up you know like mm-hmm. like these are the same kinds of words that get thrown around and it does a lot more damage to people than people realize right right yeah. um yeah so i would want to talk about the signs right like of like any mental health condition like whether it's depression or anything like for for men i mean obviously i think this extends to like general but i personally find for men like it's a little tougher to Mm. to see the signs just because they are generally just a little more I don't want to use the word stoic but Mm. they aren't as expressive as women can be right or as sensitive as women can be and so you know I, I think things that I personally have picked up on um is just like changes in behavior um like whether it's like social habits or like performance whether that's like work like any responsibilities that they might like drop or not really do anymore and then they find like like just yeah I think this is like an extension of like changes in their behavior but just like keeping to themselves or like just being unnaturally quiet like just like not really themselves like in the in a social environment I think that's like a very telltale sign and of course, you know, like like I mentioned earlier, like some people can be more introverted mm-hmm. and they prefer to keep to themselves and that's okay, right? But I think if you notice a friend that like wh- whether they are a guy or a girl, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if, if they are kept to themselves where they normally might not be in a social situation, like just pop in and say hello and, and, and see how they are doing, right? right? Um, like some people just have a bad day and that's okay. But, um, you know, it doesn't hurt to just say like hey like I noticed you Mm -hmm. were you know not not like usual like there's something going on like you want to talk about it and if not like that's okay but just let them know that you're there for them yeah I think another thing is like withdrawals um like negative attitudes and behavioral changes like things like just being more frustrated easier Mm -hmm. um impatience like raising their voices Or if there's any self-deprecation or insecurity when it comes to describing themselves, I think that stems from something. um, And I am only saying that because it's something I've noticed with myself, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So this is more from experience and also just, like, loss of energy. So I think that goes back to, again, like, changes in behaviors of if, if you see yourself, like, just not being able to do certain things anymore. Like, it's harder to get out of bed or... Um, you're like more restless or you know like it's just like that energy I think says a lot Mm -hmm. and this isn't even necessarily like what we see for other people this can also be like things that we might see for ourselves right Right. um but yeah I do find it challenging to see visible signs for depression or mental health conditions
0: so yeah I'm curious Karen like Mm -hmm. do you have anything to add I, I do agree that it is um, quite difficult to see signs. And yeah, I think it's it's important to know that we're not saying like males and females like displace like different signs, right? But mm. it's just that it's similar signs where it might be more difficult to notice in men because they tend to be like fulfilling that cultural norm where they have to like have that like tough appearance or like mm. appear like, hardened or like not easily Faced yeah, or yeah swayed exactly or, yeah. yeah and so that's why we do say we find it a little more difficult. And then I think with these signs it's just really important to educate ourselves right to know like this is what may be noticed as signs or symptoms of feeling depressed or anxious or something that might be triggering their mental health. But I think at the end of the day we really have to educate ourselves first and know if someone does come up to us like what can we say and and not just go back to those like cultural norms or like oh oh you should just man up like why are you you know <laughs> why you feel that way like don't feel that way right like like but but really like listen to them and and tell them you know oh i am here if you want to talk or have that like space so that they can communicate with you or just let you know what's going on Mm.
1: so speaking of educating ourselves i think that's a good segue into talking about what are some ways that we could help
0: men open up so so yeah so i I think it's really important to not teach that at a young age or, or tell like younger men that hey this is what you do when you are sad or what what you can't do when you're sad, which is cry or have these emotions and have these feelings. Like it shouldn't be that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think that would help them open up at a younger age because they would then, you know, not disconnect from their feelings. And, and as they're older, they would be more open to the idea of seeking help or seeking for advice or talking to someone else about how they feel. I also think for myself personally, um, to let you know, the men in my family. So, you know, my husband, my brother, my dad. When they do want to talk, I am there to listen and to support them. And that I just create this safer space for them. Like, hey, I noticed that something is wrong. Like, I think especially with Stanley, sometimes he just has like this look in his eyes where I'm like, I know you're thinking about something. Like, can you let me know what you're thinking about? And then, you know, he'll joke about like, oh, how can you just like read me so well or whatever? Mm -hmm. But I think... Yeah, it's, it's you really need to create that like trust and have that open communication and let them know, you know, whenever you are ready to talk, I am here to talk to you. And and when they do decide to talk to you, don't just brush them off or or say, oh, you'll be fine. You'll get over it soon, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like really hear them out and and kind of walk them through what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, Because yeah, talking about your emotions isn't something that just like females do. Or, you know, I think it's something that everyone does like a human does you know and yeah yeah just to keep that in mind yeah yeah I
1: personally hate that just like generalizing (sighs) Mm -hmm. it right like I think you might as well be dismissive of their feelings when you say like oh yeah like everyone goes through that Mm -hmm. right it's like well in the moment they are the ones going through that and and I just feel like saying something like that is so invalidating right. to how they feel mm-hmm. you know and yeah. I think it's like a matter of putting yourself in their shoes and it's like what would you want someone to say to you and realistically if someone if you were having a bad day or feeling depressed or whatever and someone was like well everyone goes through that like yeah how would you feel yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah like I I know that was something like I personally really struggled with like when I was like, going through depression and stuff, and, um, you know, it was, it was, it was things I realized, like, during my, like, I, I did, like, CBT therapy, like, cognitive behavioral therapy, and so it really, like, goes, like, it dives deep into, like, how you think and feel and behave, like, the three things are, like, highly integrated and, and interconnected, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, like, it was, it, it, it really did come from like a, a lot of my anxiety and insecurity and which led to depression came from just constantly being shut down. Right. It's like, when, when, like when, when I did need help about something or looked for support or did anything wrong or right, you know, it was always shut down or rejected or dismissed. And, you know, a, a lot of that was just like, ingrained in me like growing up Mm -hmm. even to like now right and it's just and it it, it's just it does a number on you and I found like you know it really took therapy for me to realize like oh my god like I didn't even know it was from like all these years from like a really young age and and so I I really appreciate the fact that you mentioned you know even for young men you know it's not just adults it's not just for older people it's also like for young younger boys like even our children and just like providing them that safe space and encouraging them to speak up from a young age so that they don't get all this rejection right like it's basically, like, reinforcement, right? It's, like, every time you want to express yourself or say something and someone says no or they dismiss you mm-hmm. or or reject you, like, that just reinforces you to think, like, okay, next time I shouldn't speak up because I'm just going to get rejected. Right. And then you carry that until you're, like, God knows how old and then you don't know how to express yourself right. anymore. And so, yeah, like, I, I, I really have to emphasize like start now you know like like whoever it is you're talking to like just be encouraging Mm -hmm. for people and let them know that you know you can offer this safe space Mm -hmm. for them to come to you like you might not be able to solve their problems but a lot of the times people just need someone to listen to them and that's like a great start like that is more than than enough for for someone and I know this is, like, something we've talked about in previous episodes, right? But I think it's just, like, if you want to help break down these barriers and, and build that trust that Karen was mentioning is is to be vulnerable with yourself first, right? And it's, mm-hmm. like, sharing your own story. Like, this is something that I do. And this is, like, one of the ways that I feel encourages my brother to open up with me is, like, when I explain to him, like, the things I've felt or, like, gone through. And I think it kind of, like, ever so slightly... Makes him think about how he's feeling. He's like, oh yeah, like me too. Yeah, you know. And I and and you know, it's 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 a very small step, but it's a small step in the right direction, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, and just like kindly reminding people that it is okay to be sad, angry, like like that validation that Karen mentioned, and again, like just don't generalize their feelings. Like I just, I personally, it, it drives me nuts when I. You know, like I I get people are trying to comfort others when they say, oh, like everyone goes through this or, oh, it's probably just a phase, you know, but it's speaking from experience. Mm -hmm. And whenever I have heard this being said to me, I just feel even worse. Mm. Right. Like it it doesn't make me feel any better. And I'm guessing, Karen, it might be the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Um, But yeah, I have to admit, like, I honestly am really, really happy to see the traction and increase of awareness for mental health in general for the last few years. And like, I just feel there's more and more focus for men as well, like for all ages, right? And I think beyond that, it's, like, I'm seeing it more even in, like, professional environments, you know, um, like, there's more diversity and inclusion and mental health focuses, um, like, there's more talk about work-life balance to help with, you know, a, a better, like, quality of life, and I think that's just really great for employers to to do and, and to integrate, and maybe this is for a separate discussion, but, I, I know some people have their own qualms about this, where it's like, oh, yeah, people talk about diversity and inclusion and work-life balance, and they're just doing it as a numbers game, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, but they're doing it, right? And I, I think, like, whether it's for numbers or revenue or whatever, like, it is something that they are giving back to their employees that honestly didn't exist maybe yeah. 10, 20 years ago, right? Yeah. And I, I think, Whatever capacity it is, like it is like again, a start. yeah, yeah. It, it is in the right direction.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so I know we mentioned earlier about educating ourselves. So, Carrie, do you have maybe some resources or where people or or specifically men can go and find help or find somebody to talk to? Do you have any recommendations?
1: Uh, well, I think for starters, Movember's website has some great resources and we will include some links on the episode notes, um, which you can find on our website. Otherwise, if you're struggling or if you know anyone else that might be, um, I would start by just making an appointment with your family doctor or GP so that they can better direct you to the right person or resource. And this is something maybe you can tell to the friend or whoever it is that you know, you know, like let them know that like, hey, like maybe you can talk to your GP, like your, your general practitioner and see what they have to say. Right. Because I think like as people like we're not licensed, we're not like fully educated on how to diagnose people or tell them what to do. And so it's really like letting them know that like, hey, there are professionals that can help you. You just need to go and speak to them Mm -hmm. and and they can direct you to the right resource. I also mentioned this in a previous episode, but if you do take the direction of finding a professional, it does take some time and effort to find the right fit. And I I just want to emphasize, like, don't let that discourage you, but know that there is something out there for you. And I think friends are great to chat with and there are the right moments for that but I think sometimes it does take seeking professional help to do what's right for yourself I find like there are some books out there that are like a decent read and helps you like look into just making positive changes to your life and, and whatnot. But sometimes I personally find them to be very surface level changes. And at the end of the day, like you really have to like, look back into you like really, really digging deep. And that's what a professional might be able to help you do is like, you know, why are you feeling this way? Where does it stem from? Like, for me, it stemmed from like, when I was maybe even four, Mm. you know, like really, really young. And then I noticed that, oh, oh my gosh, it came up again and again, like whether I was like in elementary school, high school, post-secondary, and work like during my career, you know, it's like it comes up again and again, and you just don't really notice. And I've tried to make changes, right, based on these inspirational, life-changing books, right? But it's just very surface level and it's not sustainable if you don't know what the problem right. is At and the why. Root. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Karen, do you have anything else to add? To Carrie's point about telling your friends, um, because sometimes men might feel more vulnerable, especially if it's a group of guys, you know, where... Mm you're all kind of taught like oh we're supposed to be strong or you know unless you really find someone else or you have maybe like another friend who can understand that men also have like mental health concerns i think it's a little more difficult to speak to friends who are just like hey man up you know like like stereotype that we're talking about here Which is why I mentioned earlier, you know, it is so important to find even just one person or a family member or someone, you know, Carrie's mentioned professionals that you really feel safe talking to, um, that they can give you like you have a mutual trust and understanding about how you're feeling and that you do feel safe telling them. You know, and for for myself, I mentioned Stanley earlier, but I actually think that it's really attractive when he does open up or, like, ask me for advice. You know, I don't find that because he feels sad or he's asking for help that makes him weak as a person. Mm. You know, I, I if anything, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that you are opening up to me. Like, I'm so happy that you want me to help you because, it, yeah, you know, it's just a really... Like, he trusts you. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and it's just a really nice, like, really nice feeling that... He does trust me. Mm-hmm. Totally different level of trust, you know, and Yeah, I think it really adds to that like feeling of
1: intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's it's that emotional intimacy that yeah. it's not like easily like encountered, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but yeah, it's like the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like like in particular, like I do think about my brother, like when when we do talk about this topic, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, like, I, I know he really struggles to open up and talk about feelings and struggles. But when he does, like, I feel so, like, happy as a sister, yeah. you know? And just knowing that, like, I can share my experience with him and give him some guidance. And what he chooses to do with it is, is fine, right? But it's, like, knowing that he is willing to come to me. Yeah, like, it's, it's just a really... Yeah, like you said, like a nice feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, we hope this helps provide some perspective and insights. And again, we are really happy to be contributing to raising mental health awareness for men. And again, don't hesitate if you'd like to get in touch for further support or resources or have any questions. Yeah, so we hope you take care and have a great week ahead. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you listened and enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with your friends. Please also make sure to visit us at 30minutes.com. That's 30 as in T-H-I-R-T-E-A minutes.com to check in for more updates, learn how to contact us, and more. We hope you have a great week ahead.